Hello and welcome to another episode of Kaylee Talks, the podcast where I talk about whatever I want with whoever I can. Um, just me again today, folks, girls, guys and theys, um, working on another guest. I, I do have people in mind, like I, I definitely have people in mind that I want to come on, but it's still quite hard to get people who like not get people to come to the house or whatever or I would go to them but people are still a little weary about COVID and stuff and I obviously don't want to like pressure people into being like come to my house and record this so like obviously Olivia was more than happy to do that um, and that was great and it was really easy because obviously I work from home and she was able to come to me and stuff which was really really good Um, some people are still a little weary about it so I am working on and on a few other guests I have in mind for coming on and I think they'd be really interesting to talk to. Also, if there's anybody, I was thinking about doing a series as well. So you can let me know if you're interested because I have like a lot, I've like close friends, or whatever, but I have a lot of like extended friends that have really interesting jobs. So I was thinking about like doing a series where I talk to them and it'll be like Kaylee talks to a uh, insert job title here and then you can find out all about what that person does um so like my close friends like a lot of them are doctors like there's solicitor teacher like midwives like loads of interesting jobs so and it's like social worker like I was thinking about doing a sorry I totally lost my train of thought there I was um thinking about doing a series where it's like so it'll be like Keely talks to a social worker and then you can find out obviously within reason what they can actually um talk about so you can let me know if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in. Um, today's podcast, because I, I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, what do I have to do today? I was like, I have to record a podcast. I was like, then I'm going to get my hair cut. And I was like, I need to go for a run. I've already been for a run, actually. It was did not fucking go well. Um, I got about two and a half kilometers and then I had to stop because I haven't ran outside in months. I've been going to the gym, um, which feels a bit futile because I've been going to the gym and then coming home and being like, oh, I feel great. Let me just eat this fucking Mars bar because I feel so good <laughs> like I I it's almost like oh uh, I think I'm gonna have to rejoin CrossFit because CrossFit so far has been the only thing that I found that has like worked for me Um, I just don't have the like self-discipline I suppose you would call it I don't have the self-discipline or like the willpower or the mental strength to like force myself to do it at the gym I need like a class environment or I need somebody standing over me being like keep going like can you feel your tits jiggling keep going so you can't feel them jiggling anymore because by the way, Keelan, you've got big, massive man titties. Like, <laughs> what's that TikTok site? Gaga, I've got your milkies. Since you want to act like such a fucking baby. <laughs> but that's me. If you need milk, come to me. Because I've got two big, massive mommy milkers on my chest that I need to get rid of. But back to my original point, I was thinking about all the stuff that I have to do today. I was thinking, like, I have to go get my hair cut in an hour or so. And going, um, I'm going out tomorrow. I'm potentially going for lunch with Chrissy. Now, after I get my hair cut, if he's free, um, I was thinking life's, return, life's returning to normal. So why not do a podcast talking about life in general? Um, I know that's a very broad topic and you could talk about anything, but I'm going to kind of take the lens of like life's returning to normal. What am I excited for? What am I kind of nervous about? Um, just my life in general. Obviously, everybody's life is different and I can only speak for myself and my life. Um, personally... I'm ready for everything to open. I'm sure I'm not the only one. In fact, I'm positive I'm not the only one that feels that way. I I work from home, obviously, five days a week. Like, I'm in the house from the minute I wake up until the minute I go to sleep, usually. With the exception of potentially the hour that I go to the gym in the morning with Rachel. Um, maybe if I go uh, out for a walk on my lunch or something in the evening times. Because I work US hours, so that's like half one to ten, Monday to Thursday. And then I work UK on Fridays. 
So my lunchtime is everyone else's dinner time, really. So if I can like drag myself out of the out of away from my computer for an hour to go for a walk, I'll maybe do that. But for the most part, I'm in the house all the time, uh, which can be very mentally draining, as I'm sure everybody knows, because everybody's been in the same boat for the past what is it now, fourteen months. Um, so I'm very ready for everything to open. Um, I'm not ashamed or afraid to admit that recently I've been finding it very difficult being in the house all the time, mostly by myself. Um, Stephen obviously works still, he's way out, so I am here alone a lot of the time, um, which for the most part is fine, but recently I've been like really struggling with it and like I, I was talking to like one of my friends in work and, and I was like, I don't know what it is, but this week I'm just really, really finding it hard to like, I'm finding it hard to concentrate, I'm finding it hard to get motivated. I'm feeling my anxiety in lockdown has like for some reason gone through the roof. Um, so I'm very ready. I'm very ready for everything to open again and, and for us to get started back into normal life. Um, life, I'm obviously, I'm at a weird age. I'm 27. Um, a lot of my friends are between the ages of kind of 25 and like 30, I would say, obviously with a few exceptions of people who are like a bit older or a bit younger, but the majority of my friendship groups and the majority of people like kind of in my life are in the age of like, let's say like 24 to 35, 40. Um, so everybody's at different stages of life. Like some people I know are working, some people are married with children, some people are still at uni, like everybody's walk of life is different. Like everyone's at a different stage of their life. So like as things return to normal, that obviously looks different for different people. Um, one set of people that I'm excited for life to kind of return to normal for is university students. Hopefully now in September, they'll be able to have like a normal like experience at uni because university is like, university is the best. Like going to uni is at fucking unreal. Whenever you're 18 and you move up to Belfast. Um, I remember we moved into a house on University Avenue. Um, it was so fun like it, that's kind of your first taste of like independence and you're like going out all the time with your friends and like you've got your own money and well like I worked since I was like 15 so I had my own money anyway but um well actually that's a total lie I don't know why I just pretended like I am fucking independent I never took a penny off my parents that's not fucking true my dad paid for my first car till I was like fucking 23 um but I, I hope that life kind of returns to normal for them starting uni in September um, because they kind of get their independence. But um, although whenever I talk about university and independence, I it fucking annoys me because I remember in first year, I can't remember if anybody, anybody listening who fucking did my degree, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. It was the woman that we had for like fucking interpersonal communication in first year and she wore the red Doc Martens and she had the red hair and she was fucking terrifying. And do you remember we used to have to do the wee weekly like... um like inference things for her so like she would give us like uh or she would like write something that infers something or something like that i can't remember the exact ins and outs of it um she was called cat or something like that but she was really fucking scary anyway and she was like english i think um and i remember her she like forgot to give us like a one of the written things one day or something so we came into class she'd forgot to post it or something i can't remember but we came in and she was like right everybody pull out your whatever that you did and somebody was like oh like what are you talking about? And she was like, you need to do, like, you needed to do this, like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you never give that to us. And she was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, oh my God. She was like, you aren't, you aren't at um, school anymore, folks. Like, you can't, you're not going to be spoon fed everything. Like, you need to be more independent. Excuse me. You need to be more independent. And I remember thinking, I there's a fucking difference between independent and fucking psychic. Cat or Kate or whatever the fuck your name was, I can't remember. There's a difference between being independent and being fucking psychic. If you don't post the work, we can't do it, bitch. So... 
that's what I think about whenever I think of university and independence. And then it was a fucking load of dung too, because whenever I went and did my master's at Queen's then, they absolutely spoon fed you fucking everything. And my master's degree, anyway, I did a master's in marketing. I remember they were like, yep, here you go. Hilary Downey was like, yep, perfect. If you need it, here it is. I remember, well, actually, I remember going to my dissertation supervisor and she was not a nice woman. She was a fucking bitch, actually. Um, yeah, I really didn't get along with her. I remember one time during my, um, like one of my meetings from my master's dissertation, I was like writing down what she said. And she'd been so rude to me the whole time. I was writing down what she said. And she just goes, write slower. And I appear was like, can you stop being rude to me? And she was like, what? And I was like, you've been rude to me from the minute I walked in here. Stop being rude to me. I'm writing as fast as I can. And she was like, sorry. She was like, I wasn't being rude. And I was like, you definitely were. I was like, you've been rude every time we've spoken. And then I'm not saying she had a nervous breakdown, but <laughs> no, she didn't have a nervous breakdown. But after that, I didn't have another meeting with her because she actually took a sabbatical. So I got a new dissertation supervisor, which I never met. I, to this day, if the woman came up and slapped me up the chops, I wouldn't know because I never fucking met her. I spoke to her. I found out over email that this other doll was was going on sabbatical or going on fucking, I don't know, compassionate leave or something. I'm not really sure. But anyway, she was away. And this other one just emailed me and was like, hi, X, insert old supervisor's name here, is not going to be there anymore. So I'm your new supervisor. And the thing was due in like fucking three weeks or something. I was like, right, okay. I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll send you what I've done. So I sent her what I did. And she was like, this is garbage, mama. This is, this is garbage. You'll never be glamour with this. And I was like, okay. Um, so I remember I redid my entire like master's dissertation in like, I, I remember I had just started my job at Allen and Overy in the July and it was due in the September. I started like the 22nd or 23rd of July or something. That's a fucking lie. I started like the 3rd of July or whatever. It's irrelevant anyway. Um, of July or whatever at Allen and Overy. And then I went to Bulgaria for 10 days at the start of August. And whenever I got back from that, from Bulgaria, I remember being like, hmm, my dissertation's due soon. <laughs> I was like, my dissertation's due in like a month. So it was like the first or second week of September, I took a week off and I was like, okay, all right, all right. I was like, okay, I took a week off and I did my master's dissertation in literally about two and a half days. I got up early every morning. I typed 17 and a half thousand words and did the whole thing in like two and a half days. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't need the rest of this week off, but I'm going to take it anyway because I just fucking finished my dissertation. Did I proofread it? No, I didn't proofread it. Why you ask? Because I couldn't be fucking bothered. I just wrote 17 and a half thousand words in two days. I wasn't reading it again. So I went to Jessica Brown's house. I printed that bitch out. I went to Botanic to that shop. I got it bound and I went up to Riddle Hall and I submitted. And then I said, thank you. See you later. Don't contact me again. Goodbye forever. Um, and I got basically a first in the dissertation. I think I got like 69 or something. Whereas my undergrad dissertation, I fucking put loads of effort into it and was absolutely fried. And I remember my supervisor being like three days before the deadline FaceTiming me and being like, um, this is really, really good. But if you do this, this and this, like you'll definitely get a first wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I was like, you know what? I think she was called Adele. I was like, you know what, Adele? No. I was like, no, we can stick it up your big fat puss. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm done with this. And I said to her, I was like, thank you so much for the advice. Like, thank you for the input, but no. And she was like, no, that's totally fair. She was like, you've worked really hard on this. Like, if you're fried and you're done with it, like, that's totally fine. And I was like, yes, I'm fried and I'm done with it. So you can put it up your hole with a big jam roll because I'm over it. But anyway, that was the tangent. Back to my original point. I really hope that university returns to normal for 
um, university people. And also, I never, I was, I can't remember where I seen this. Have I seen it on the news or I seen it like watching YouTube or something? I don't fucking know. But um, babies, like young children who would have been like becoming toddlers in lockdown that like would have probably had supposed to have been at uni. Was that the right sentence? Probably would have had supposed to have been. Whatever. Whoa, what the hell? Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> um, t- babies that were supposed to, babies that were transitioning into toddlers that would have meant were why can I not speak? Would have supposed to have been at nursery. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, apparently, like their social skills, I never thought about their social skills. So like, they'll have not been exposed to like you know other children really because they'll have been sequestered in their house, like, with their parents, obviously, like, everybody else. But, like, whenever they were, like, supposed to be developing, like, social skills with other kids and stuff, they wouldn't have been doing that, which I thought was, like, weird. Like, a weird, like, side effect of the pandemic that I never, like, would have thought of. Also, another horrendous side effect of the pandemic. Anybody that's been to the Kremlin before, Spaghetti Arms is closed, apparently. Now, I was absolutely online on my front garden yesterday when I seen it online, weeping sobbing and wailing soiling myself dehydrated from the tears that spaghetti arms spaghetti arms is not going to be open anymore where the hell where the fuck am i gonna get a dirty goujon meal after the kremlin now because let me tell you something then nobody doesn't like spaghetti arms let me tell you what a dirty goujon meal is as well for the hats who've never been to the kremlin for the heterosexuals listening if you've never been to the kremlin and you've never been around spaghetti arms afterwards around the corner to get a dirty goujon meal let me tell you you're missing out it's absolute toxic sludge but it was fucking delicious it was let me see if i can remember it was goujons and chips and if obviously if there's if there's any fags listening you can correct me if i get this wrong but it was goujons and chips and it was curry and then i think it was also garlic mayo and sweet chili and cheese and oh, honey, I, it sounds absolutely rancid, putrid and wretched, but it was literally, I've, it was the most, it was Michelin star, fine dining, top, amuse-bouche, top, mwah. it was just heaven on earth. It really, really, really was. I never had one sober, so whenever I had one sober, I could have been like, <coughs> but um, drunk, it was top drawer, Heston Blumenthal and Gordon Ramsay are quaking in their boots thinking about it because it was absolutely delicious. They probably they probably conspired to get Spaghetti Arms shut down because their restaurants were peeling in comparison to this dirty goujon meal. And I'll tell you that for free. But you can shut the fuck up because you're not getting one because they're closed down now. <sighs> well, I think they are anyway. It was just somebody's tweet. I can't remember who tweeted it now, but somebody tweeted it anyway. And um, I was absolutely distraught at the news so i hope that it's maybe a vicious lie I, although i don't think it is i think it's true because it's not been open again since but i was very very distraught very very upset and i know a lot of people should be scared here um, but for life is obviously returning back to normal to get back to my point um i one thing i will say is i'm nervous for like things to return totally to normal obviously i'm like I can be confident when I need to be and I am deep down I am a confident person but I'm also really anxious for some reason and I'm nervous about things returning to normal like I'm very nervous about going into my office for the first time like if you've been listening to the podcast or if this is the first episode that you've listened to or whatever um I started my job on the 23rd of March last year which was like a few days after we went into lockdown 
so I've never been into my office for work. I've been there for my interviews. So I was there twice for the two interviews that I did. And then I was there once to pick up my laptop, um, which was only probably about five or 10 minutes. I went and picked my laptop up and that was it. So I've been there a total of three times, but I've not actually ever been into the place where I'll sit where I'm work- when I'm working. I've not met a lot of my team in real life. Um, there, I think there's like 10 of us now. I've met like four of them in real life, I think. Um, I've not met any of the extended people that I work with. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm nervous, especially because I've been sat on my fucking Todd on my Jack Jones, um, for the past fourteen months working doing the job alone. And like I'm a daydreamer. Let me tell you that I'm a daydreamer. I don't. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit. My manager knows this. If you're listening, LB, um. I don't work 24 hours of the day. Like whenever I'm at work, I, I do what my mind wanders, but I work very quickly. So I get my work done anyway. Like all the work that I need to have done is done. And that's why I'm like, cooey. Whenever I stick my hand up for everything extra that's volunteered, because let me tell you this, mama wants to get promoted. And that's how you get promoted. You get involved in absolutely fucking everything. And also I talked on the last one, I think as well, I, or I talked with Olivia or I talked with somebody about it anyway. Um, that I intentionally volunteer for everything because that's so outside of my comfort zone. Like I remember at school, cause I was obviously like quite boisterous and loud or whatever. Whenever like, say you were doing, you know, like a workshop or there was like a, a guest speaker in or something and they needed somebody up for an example, people would volunteer me for it. And that used to really like, uh, that would like set my anxiety off. Cause I'd be like, no, like don't volunteer me for that F4 things. Like I, if I wanted to do it, I would put my hand up. So in this job, I've intentionally set the goal for myself of forcing myself out of my box and out of my comfort zone and trying to, you know, like make myself grow as a person and better myself and be like, you know what, I know that's going to make me uncomfortable. So I'm going to volunteer for it because I need to get over it sort of thing. I need to get over it. I need to get over myself because like, why are, what are you so nervous about? Like you're literally being paid for this. This is literally your job. People are like expecting you to do this. So I volunteer for like loads of stuff. Um, uh, things that I'll say that I like find interesting or whatever, but things that I know that would would intentionally make me like not intentionally make me anxious. That's not the right thing to say, but you know, like intentionally make me have to kind of dig down deep for lack of a better expression and like go for it. So that that's actually the best advice I could give somebody for if you're like nervous at work the way that I am. Like I'm really I'm really confident kind of in my speaking abilities and like that's where I know where my strengths lie and my ability to like talk and my ability to talk to people and like my interpersonal skills like I I know that's where my strengths lies but my technical abilities I'm really I lack confidence in my technical abilities and you know whenever like I get a piece of work through my mind immediately jumps to like you'll not be able to do that like that's my first thought is always like oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god like you'll not be able to do that and then like a few minutes pass and I'll be like well actually of course I can do this because I'm not an idiot. Like, of course I could do this. It's, it's literally my job. I can do this. Um, so my advice, back to my original point, my advice for anybody who feels the same way that I do at work is to force yourself to do it. Pick something small at first, obviously. Don't be like, yes, I'll do this, 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 and this. And then you're ending up fucking, I don't know, running something. I don't know, whatever. But pick something small that you're like, okay, I think that would kind of be interesting, but I'm really nervous to do it. Pick something small. Say if it's like a work stream or whatever, if somebody says, oh, like we're going to be, doing stuff for pride month or something because pride month is in june so say like i don't know there's an lgbt work stream or something at your work and you're like okay that might be fun but i'm nervous to be like involved in anything outside of my actual paid role that's something that's kind of lighthearted and fun and like you don't need to get too involved in it 
But if it pushes you outside your comfort zone, then it helps you grow because, as my friend Dermot always says, it's his favourite saying ever, a ship in the harbour is safe, but that's not why ships were built. So, and another one, was Rome wasn't built in the day, so don't expect too much of yourself. This is all great advice that I give to everybody else, but then I'll sit upstairs and be like, uh, 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 you're an idiot, you're a mong, you're a dickhead, you'll not be able to do this, like... Yeah, so I, I'm not very good at following my own advice. But I have a really good team and a really good manager who know, know my abilities almost better than I do. So they'll be like, you can do that. And I'll be like, no, 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 I can't do that. And they'll be like, you literally can. So you can shut all the way up. And then I end up doing well in it. So find you a nice team and a nice manager and push yourself out of your comfort zone or I'll come around and slap the tits up into your nostrils. But yeah. But for the most part, I am I'm obviously excited that things are reopening, but I am definitely nervous. Like, I'm nervous about, like, money. Because obviously, whenever we entered the pandemic, I lived at home. And, like, basically 100% of my wage was mine, minus, like, my phone bill and my car and my car insurance. But now, as we're exiting the pandemic, I have my own house. So I'm nervous now. I've never lived in this house paying all the bills and paying everything and like having to run the house and look after it and doing whatever and also live normal life you know where you people will message you and say do you want to go out do you want to go for lunch do you want to go to the cinema do you want to go on holidays do you want to go get a coffee you know all be things that can add up so I am definitely nervous about money because obviously I have actual adult bills to pay now you know like not that like whenever you live at home your bills aren't adult bills because like my phone and my car my insurance definitely was but um I definitely am nervous but even though I earn like I don't earn loads and loads of money but I, I'm comfortable like so I know that I could afford the house I can afford everything I just need to be sensible but I am not sometimes the most sensible with my money like say I have like money or whatever and I'm like okay I know I know that money's for my bills and stuff but say I have like 50 pound left or whatever and I get paid like in two days I'll go and spend 30 of it on like a fucking Nando's or something rather than just trying to keep it so I'm nervous that I'm not going to be able to kind of like budget I suppose the word would be I'm sure it'll be fine I've saved some money I've, I've saved some money I like other people like my brother for example has saved like loads and loads of money I think because he's obviously wanting to buy a house of his own but I was like the other day too I was like we've been in this pandemic for 14 months and I don't I've only got x number of pounds saved like this is a fucking joke where did all my money go and my dad was like are you a fucking idiot are you brain dead and I was like what do you mean and he was like you can't be fat, ugly, and gay, Keelan, and pick a struggle. And I was like, oh, God, what is it? And he was like, you've got a fucking house. He was like, that's where you literally bought a house. You bought a house and a car. He's like, that's where your money is. Like, that's why you don't have any savings. Would you rather still be sat in Randallstown with, like, a bank account full of savings and no house and car? And I was like, that's very true. I was like, that is very true. So a bit of perspective for you. Don't be so hard on yourself. This seems to be the theme of this podcast. Don't be so fucking hard on yourself and keep your mouth shut, you big fat pig. And that's me talking to myself, let me tell you. But yeah. <coughs> Sorry, there's something in my throat. But yeah, so I'm nervous about that. Nervous about going back to the office for the first time. Nervous about money because I have my own house. I'm also nervous about, like, I don't think that I... Okay, I do this all the time and I'm like, whether I feel really skinny or I feel really fat, like at different periods throughout my life, I, st- I every time I step on the scales, I'm the same weight. Always. Like... I've all I've been the same weight basically my plus or minus say two pounds my like either way I've been the same weight no, no matter like whether I felt really really like skinny or like whenever I was going to CrossFit for like five times a week and I was like feeling really good I was the same weight whenever I stopped going to CrossFit lockdown one and I had I felt like I'd put on weight stepped on the scales and I really hadn't like 
I'm nervous. I'm nervous about like people seeing me that haven't seen me physically in person for uh, over say 14 months or whatever and thinking, oh Jesus, he really went downhill in lockdown. They're like, oh Jesus, what the fuck happened to you? Who you at, Keelan? But I don't think, I don't think that I've gained any weight. Like my, my friend Chrissy would be like, you're a fat beast. You need to get this sorted. And he hasn't done that. So Christopher, if you're listening, it's, if it's time, let me know. <laughs> but, um, one thing I would say is I like be obviously not everybody. My mum tells me all the time and he just stopped saying one thing I would say as well. And um, my mum tells me all the time. One of her favorite things to say is like, not everybody's as lucky as you or not everybody's as fortunate as you. So like be kind to people sort of thing. Like you don't know what people, what people's home life is like. It's like, so people might come out of lockdown looking a bit worse for wear because you don't know their sort of home life or their situation or whatever, or they might not be as mentally strong as you, or they might not have as good a support system as you do, or they might not have the resources that you do, like the financial resources or something. Because obviously everybody knows like it's easier to go to McDonald's and buy a 99p burger than it is to go to Tesco and buy a load of stuff for a healthy dinner that's going to cost you 20 quid. And some people just don't have the financial resources, so they've maybe had to resort to, you know, they've been furloughed or they've been let go from their job and they've had to resort to eating, you know, like the, the cheaper foods that don't cost a lot that are obviously not as good for you. Um, and they might look a bit worse for wear. So my mum tells me always, like, you don't know what's going on in people's eyes and people aren't as lucky as you are. So try to be kind to people and try not to judge people and try just try to, like, walk in somebody else's shoes for a little bit, obviously. Um, not to be cliche or not to sound fucking rare as, but it's true, like, not everybody is as lucky as you and you don't know what other people are going through. But on a positive note, I'm excited to go on holidays again. Um, I w- we were going to book Portugal, but we got it for cheap or whatever. And then you still have to do a, a COVID test. You still have to pay like even you have to like provide proof of like a negative COVID test. And then it said you also have to buy a PCR, like a private PCR test, which is like a hundred pound. And like I was like, I can't fucking afford that out of like one wage or whatever because people are going to go in like three weeks. So I was like, let's wait until you don't have to buy all these stupid tests and stuff still um, until we're like fully vaccinated and see if that, you know, gets you out of having to do anything. I don't imagine it will. I'd imagine you'd still need a COVID test, but um, hopefully they will provide like free ones or you can just go to the, you know, the drive-in test centres and get it done where they email you or they text you and say like, by the way, you've got the Rona or by the way, no, you don't. But I'm very excited to go on holidays again. Excited to feel the heat smack me up the face as I get off the plane. Excited to sit on the sun lounger for 10 minutes and then have to go sit in the shade because I am translucent and will burst into flames if I'm in the sun for too long. Excited to complain about the heat. Excited to drink a Fanta lemon and eat eat some Lay's on the sun lounger. Just excited, excited, excited. Excited to make friends with people that I'll never see again after that week that I am on holidays. I'm a very very excited to go to the cinema now i saw a tweet from somebody the other day that i'm friends with but i can't remember who it was and it was like i don't trust people who are excited when about the cinema's reopening and i was like my secret shame i was like oh my god i can't let this person know that i'm one of these people that they now can't trust (laughs) because i fucking love the cinema the cinema is literally my favorite thing like me and my friend enda at uni whenever we, we lived together for the first two years of uni um we used to go to the cinema like at least once a week it was like a ritual almost. Um, whether there was really any movies on that we wanted to actually see or not, we just both enjoy going to the cinema so much that we would go and see just whatever was on. Uh, in the movie House Dublin Road, R.I.P. Gone But Not Forgotten. Um, some some good times in the movie House um, Dublin Road. Some good times in the movie House Dublin Road as well, if you know what I mean. If, you know what, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. If you know what I'm trying to say. Hmm? But don't, be, don't be letting on you know that. Um, very excited for the cinema. I'm really excited to see A Quiet Place too. 
very excited to see A Quiet Place 2, so you can shove that up your hole because I've waited fucking over a year to see it. Loved A Quiet Place 1. Remembered Stephen and his mom and me went to go see it. And she was like, why is there no fucking talking? And I was like, it's called A Quiet Place. What were you expecting? I was like, it's about monsters that eat you if you make noise. Of course, there's not going to be any fucking talking for the first while. I was like, silly bastards. They were like, this is shite. I was like, no, it's not. It's class. It's Emily Blunt. Of course, it's good. Um, I'm so excited to be able to just go out and eat again. I went to Nando's the other day. Um, Before anybody comes for me, I'm very aware that it's just chicken and chips. But I fucking love chicken and chips. So I love Nando's. And I've got a red reward on my card. So if Chrissy wants to go for lunch today after my haircut, I'm going to make him go to Nando's because I'll get it for free. I'll get it for free. We'll do some ASMR because I'll get my Nando's for free. Um, I'm most, most of all, I'm just excited to go out and be able to do whatever the fuck you want again without having to book eight weeks in advance and then you're only, you're only allowed to be there for two hours. Oh my God, speak of the devil, there's Chrissy texting me. Um, excited to go on, or excited to go and just not be able, not have to book. Like just not have to book and just do whatever the fuck I want. And not have to go and sit for two hours and then we be moved on. And I felt so bad because whenever things first reopened, we went to Love and Death and the people who were getting up as we were arriving were like, whenever you order drinks, make sure you order like three at a time because this is our first drink and we've been here for an hour and a half. And I was like, um, okay. So we ordered like 18 and a half drinks. That's whenever I was talking about, do you remember I ordered the fucking vodka, the two double vodka and lemonades and it was £25. I said, let me tell you one thing for free. You can go to Tesco and you can get a litre bottle for like fucking £18 and you've just charged me £25 for two doubles. And she said, well, do you not want them? And I said, of course I do. Take my card. <laughs> just kidding, that never happened. She never said fuck all. I was like, oh my God, here, here's my card. Take my money and a £25 tip for you too, please. It was a wee South African boy that works at Love and Death. He was so nice. Very polite young man. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it there because we're, we're almost at the 30 minute mark. And as you bitches know, I like to keep these short. But that was that was a not planned episode. I don't know if you could tell. Usually, as you know, I write notes and like to plan things. I um, I didn't do that this, this week. I just hit record and started speaking. So if you liked it, please let me know if you liked this kind of format. If you like the kind of less structured, less planned ones where I just chat shit about a topic. I really want to do one on Drag Race. If you want to hear me do one on Drag Race, let me know because there's a podcast on in the background here. Actually, I've muted it on the TV. Um, and it's Bob and Monet from Drag Race's podcast. So you can let me know if you liked this less structured version and if you want me to do a Drag Race um episode because i would love to do that because that is something that i wouldn't even need to research i could just talk about it um but yeah if you've made it this far as usual thank you so much for listening i really 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 appreciate it oh as well we recently passed two thousand streams on the podcast which is absolutely mind-blowing to me Um, i was never expecting to get that many streams over like we've only done seven episodes i think seven episodes um so to have 2,000 streams across like seven episodes is amazing for me. Anyway, I, I told myself if I did the first episode and it got 50 streams, I would I would do more episodes and we just passed 2,000 streams. So that, that's class. Um, thank you so much for everybody who listens. And as always, if you do enjoy it, please follow the podcast at Kaylee Talks on Instagram or you can follow me at Kaylee T. That's C-A-O-L-Y-T. Um, Please like and share and subscribe and follow and all that good stuff. And if you like the podcast, tell your friends about it and tell your ma about it and tell your dad about it and tell your fucking babysitter about it because I love doing these and I love talking to people who love me doing these. (laughs) But um, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.